1: You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is March 2nd, 2020. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow me on Twitter at underscore omd On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we'll talk about the Magic's loss to the San Antonio Spurs and why the ending of the game was not the beginning of the troubles in this one. We'll talk about that coming up here in just a minute. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all that you check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching Revio download Podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here coming the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, this podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the Spurs perspective on this game? Check out Locked On Spurs. Want to look ahead to Monday's game against the Portland Blazers? Check out Locked On Blazers. No matter which team you cheer for, whether it's in the NBA, the NFL, MLB, College, or NHL too, there is a Locked On podcast for you. Plus, we've got great national podcasts, Locked On NBA, Locked On Facebook, Basketball, Projecting Lock- the Screen, and the Dun- Hollinger, Hollinger and Duncan NBA show. No matter which team you're interested in, again, no matter which league you're interested in, there's a Locked On podcast for you. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Following the game, both immediately afterward on the court and in the locker room in San Antonio, if you watch the coverage on Fox Sports Florida, you could see, maybe devastation's too strong of a word, but you could see the frustration and difficulty The Magic had processing what had just happened on the floor. Orlando had a six-point lead with eight minutes to go that they let go. That's not significant. A four-point lead with two minutes to go that they let go. They were down by one with 11 seconds left when they stole the inbounds pass or they forced a steal off the inbounds pass and gave the ball to one of their best players in transition to finish the game. But Evan Fournier missed his layup. A perfect fast break, a perfect execution of a steal, just the chaos of a last-second moment finally going the Magic's way in in some some ways. And the shot just going no good. Fournier wouldn't blame anyone else. The, The NBA would come out on Sunday and say that uh, the referees incorrectly did not call a foul on that play. That Patty Mills had undercut Evan Fournier, had clipped him or, or, or impeded him in some way, and should have been called for a foul. And Evan Fournier at the foul line with two free throws and a chance to win probably means the Magic would have gotten that win. It's, it's, it was a big moment, but Evan Fournier wouldn't blame that. And I don't think I, don't, I, I think when when media ask him on Monday about the NBA's ruling, he's going to say I still should have made the shot. Fournier was going at full speed and overcooked the layup. It happened to the best of us. and Unfortunately, it happened in a big moment. And you could see and feel the frustration. Fournier ripping his jersey off. Literally ripping the jersey uh, before walking back to the locker room. Getting to that point was a fight. Now, San Antonio came back. We're kind of working our way backwards here, but... San Antonio worked their way back into the game. Orlando made some bad plays. Evan Fournier committed a charge. Nikola Vucevic had a shot that rolled in and out. Fournier had a bad three-pointer. The Magic left the door open because they missed an open shot and and Fournier made two critical mistakes and and poor decisions, frankly, uh, on his shots late in the game. But Orlando lost again because their defense was not up to snuff. On a switch, with the Spurs playing very small with Jakob Pertl and Larkas Aldridge both out of the game. On a switch, Nikola Vucevic was guarding DeMar DeRozan in the paint. And Terrence Ross was digging in deep to try and help him. But that left Bryn Forbes open for three. And that three broke the tie to give the Spurs a three-point lead. And Orlando was again chasing the lead. Again, it was something of a minor miracle the Magic were back in this game. They're down by 16 almost off the tip in the first quarter. Trailed by 16 again in the third quarter. The Magic made their runs, they pushed their lead back, pushed the deficit back down, but San Antonio always seemed able to pull it back out. Even though the Spurs are not known as a good three-point shooting team, or a volume three-point shooting team, they were making threes and just passing to open shots and passing to the open areas and the Magic were scrambling and struggling to keep up. Steve Clifford is warned and, and I know I mentioned this in, in Saturday's episode of Locked Magic. Steve Clifford is warned about the team's poor defense, especially its poor individual defense. And that was on full display in this game. The Magic could not consistently corral and contain the Spurs ball handlers. And that gets the Spurs moving and passing the ball. And then you add in a guy like DeMar DeRozan who can finish on his own. And the Magic found themselves in a pretty deep hole. Again, the Magic just could not quite keep up. But... Orlando did eventually find the offense, find the energy, find the defense, to be frank. In the second half, the Magic's defense was pretty good to get themselves back into the game. So if there's one thing you can say about this Magic team, and we've said this, I think, all year, they are going to fight. They made mistakes, 19 turnovers leading to 15 points. They created mistakes, 17 Spurs turnovers for 24 points. They hit the offensive glass with 13 second chance points. They got 25 fast break points. The Magic did a lot of really good things. They played really poorly at the beginning of the game. We will talk about that coming up here. But from that point forward, they won the final three quarters. 26, 23, 28, 24, 32, 29. And they put themselves in position to win the game. Again, ultimately all you can ask for. And after all the struggles the Magic had, they still could have won the game. They still should have won the game. In fact, undoubtedly, the frustration the Magic felt at the end of the game, that game was real because they left one on the board. Despite struggling, despite giving up all those three-pointers, despite giving up 14 for 31, three-point shooting, 52.4% from the shooting from the floor, Orlando had every opportunity to win. And they just couldn't. And they just couldn't get over that last hump or they couldn't hold off the Spurs that last time because, again, frankly, their defense just wasn't good enough. Not long enough. Not in the way the Magic have to be. And if that's how this team has to learn the lesson to buckle down on defense, so be it. Orlando has a lot to regret in this one. And while it's easy to look at Evan Fournier's missed layup, again, a missed opportunity that Evan Fournier would agree he needed to convert. And if that's the case, if that were the case, we would not be talking about it this way. But they all looked to something else. The starters, especially, looked at themselves and the foundation they laid for this team in this game. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's run through the final box score real fast before we get into some of the details Of this game. The Orlando Magic are led in scoring by Evan Fournier with 23 points. Obviously, Magic fans wanted to see him get 25. Uh, He shot 8 for 16, 5 for 10 from beyond the arc. So, uh, over four steals as well. So, honestly, overall, a really good game for Evan Fournier. Again, I I could quibble with his shot selection late in the game, and and that does matter. And, uh, you know, Fournier, for all his late game heroics throughout his career, has struggled late in games this year. And it's just, it's, it's really just baffling. It's kind of just a. coming back to the mean type season for Evan Fournier. So I, I, I'm i not one to panic about it. I still think Fournier is the guy they should turn to in those situations. I don't think that the Magic should turn away from the guy that they trust and the guy that they, they want to build their team around in, in some respects. Um, but, uh, but overall, you know, Fournier was really big in this game. And again, I don't think he was forcing a lot of his action. I think he was, you know, get. I think players were playing off of him, or, or he was rather he was playing off of players, um, getting good spot up shots, you know, attacking rotations. I think the Magic really used Fournier exactly the way they should. Um, Of course, the 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 problem then is when he has to take on that bigger role, when he has to become the kind of main creator and initiator late in games and. And I think that's again where he struggled struggled and, and so different from the rest of the game. Um, Fournier was in in with a lot of bad lineups. We'll talk about that coming up here in just a moment. But overall, I, I thought Fournier had a really nice game. Again, just made the critical error at the end. Got to make that layup, um, and, and I think made some bad bad shot decisions that, that kind of set that whole situation up. Uh, Terrence Ross comes off the bench, scored 21 points, six for 12 shooting, four for seven from beyond the arc. Big reason the Magic stayed. Really big reason the Magic got back into the game in the fourth quarter and took the lead. Ross got hot, and, and that's you know a essentially a second or third straight game now where Ross has gotten hot and, and done what Terrence Ross does, and and that's you know the, what that's something the Magic have been waiting on all year. Um, you know they they play him and they expect him to do to do these things. But again, I think Ross did a really good job being selective with his three point shots. Again, four for seven. That's probably the right number for him as far as three point shots. Um and then he did a really good job attacking the basket, which is not something he was doing earlier in the season. Um getting cuts and, and working off of Aaron Gordon, especially. There's a nice chemistry between those two. Um to get Ross going to the basket was was absolutely huge. Um DJ Augustine had his best game since returning back from injury as well. Twelve points, four for nine shooting, two for six from beyond the arc, but seven assists against one turnover. Did a really good job pacing the team, um keeping his dribble alive, doing you know, doing the DJ Augustine things, just really constantly searching for open shots and for openings. And and I think the Magic did a good job, you know, taking advantage of his actions throughout the night. And again, when Augustine's hitting shots, the bench is so much more potent. And the bench is playing really, really, really well right now. And, and frankly, the bench is why the Magic stayed in this game. The Spurs were thin because of injury, um, and they had to downsize a little bit, which, which hurt Mo Bamba more than anyone else, actually. But um, the Magic's bench did a really good job uh, of taking advantage of that. It's not always that they take advantage of that. Um, and so the Magic, uh, again, just kept themselves in the game, and, and, and they really can't be too upset with how they, with how they played overall. But, um, you know, they're upset about the thing I'll talk about here in a moment. But, uh, but they, they did a good job keeping themselves in the game. A lot of guys did their jobs in this game. Again, it, it, honestly, late in games, it comes down to your best players, and the Magic's best players didn't always perform at the level you want them to. Nikola Vucevic, 16 points, 7 for 16 shooting, 9 rebounds, 5 turnovers. This was a game that Nikola Vucevic needed to dominate. I'm going to be I'm going to be flat out here. Yaka Perdo left the game with an injury in the first half that left Trey Lyles, Rudy Gay and Devin e- Devin Ebanks to play center. The Magic, you know, did at certain some points try to force the ball into the post, which you know, I think is not always the best decision for Orlando. I don't think that they're at their best when they're kind of breaking the offense or breaking the flow of their offense to force certain matchups. But this is a game when the Magic needed to get the ball to Vucevic. However, they couldn't take advantage of his size, or at least draw his defender out, so they could attack the offensive glass. I mean, Vucevic with only one offensive rebound in a game with with so few big, so few bigs in the lineup—that's huge. And again, I don't mind him taking three three pointers. I think that's about the number he should be at. Um, I don't mind him taking some of those eighteen foot jumpers, but he needs to be in the paint. He needs to be closer to the basket. That's where he is ultimately most effective even though his jumper is such a big threat to defenses. But really, it's got to be around the basket. And, you know, Vucevic just... And the Spurs, you know, you got to give the Spurs credit on this one. They crowded Vucevic really well. They trapped him really well. They made it difficult for him to make reads and make passes and make plays. Thus, the high turnover rate. You know, Markel Fultz, honestly, I don't think he played a very good game. Markel Fultz, 11 points, 5 for 10 shooting, 3 assists, 3 turnovers. It, It felt like Fultz was driving into crowded areas and trying to force passes to players. And some of Vucevic's turnovers were Fultz got a pass through to him that Vucevic wasn't ready to handle. And again, it's, you know, Fultz is really good at, at, at squeezing passes in, in difficult spots, but these were not kind of rhythm passes. These were him trying to make something when he put himself in a bad, bad spot. Um, but again, Vucevic has got to take care of the ball better. He's got to be closer to the basket. He's got to finish around the basket. Uh, and, and you know, he did that better in the second half. Everyone was bad in the first half. Um, but, again, overall, you, you expect more from Vucevic because he's such an important player to this team. Uh, I mentioned Markel Fultz, 11 points for him. Uh, following up on his triple-double, Aaron Gordon with just 7 points, 2-for-5 shooting, 3-for-8 from the foul line, 6 rebounds, 6 assists, 3 turnovers. Again, it's kind of similar to Markel Fultz, just trying to do a little bit too much. The Spurs did a good job trapping and making... Orlando making it difficult for Orlando to run their offense and, and just kind of got them into tight spaces. The spacing just wasn't good, especially early. And Gordon, you know, to his credit, stayed involved despite his shot not falling. Um he did not have a field goal in the first half. Um it wasn't for lack of trying. He was certainly trying to get shots, but he wasn't taking himself out of the offense to do it. He wasn't getting the ball and just immediately isolating. He was trying to still play within the flow, which so I think that's that's ultimately a good thing for Orlando. I think that's ultimately what they want to see from Aaron Gordon. So I, I don't think this was a bad game. I, I think, again, I think he got himself into some traps and got himself into some bad, bad spots where he was open to turnovers, which is, again, why he turned the ball over a little bit. But the six assists were real. And, and again, he is, his passing's been something very, very real this year, and he has is, he is really delivered for this team. So, again, not, not a terrible effort. Um, James Ennis, though, I think had his best game in a Magic uniform. Eight points, three for six shooting, two for four from beyond the arc. 8 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 steals, 2 blocks. Just filling the stat sheet, did a really good job, some good energy in the fourth quarter especially early on to help the Magic get back into the game and eventually take the lead. Orlando shoots 48.8% from the floor, 15 for 37 from beyond the arc, 16 for 23 from the foul line. Again, you look at all the points that the Magic left on the board. Aaron Gordon especially, 3 for 8 from the foul line. That's just that just can't happen. Um, you know, you know, you look at a one-point game of 114-113 loss to the Spurs. You know, Aaron makes a couple of those free throws, and we're not talking about a one point game. Um, You know, Evan Fournier missed a free throw. Um, Actually, no, he didn't. I I apologize. Uh, But, you know, Gordon leaving those five free throws on the board really, really, really hurt the steam. And it was even the juncture that he missed them. He missed four in the third quarter as Orlando was trying to pick up some steam, just momentum killing plays. And again, every point, every moment matters. And honestly, that's the big message coming from this game. Like I said, the Spurs shot 52.4% from the floor, 45.2% from beyond the arc, 14 of 31 from the threes. Um, both teams turn the ball over a lot more than they usually do. Um, Magic certainly have the excuse of some fatigue. They definitely looked fatigued early on and, and a little sluggish. Um, but at, but the Spurs don't have that excuse. Maybe a little bit of rust because they hadn't played since Wednesday. They're led in scoring by Trey Lyles with 20 points. Rudy Gay has 19 on 7 for 12 shooting. I believe he's made made his first five shots, including Four for six from beyond the arc. So four three pointers from Rudy Gay, who's not been shooting the ball well this year. So the, so he made some he made some tough shots. But the Magic again, their three point defense was not very good. Demar DeRozan added sixteen as well for San Antonio. The San Antonio Spurs defeat the Orlando Magic one fourteen to one thirteen. The Magic back in action Monday night against the Portland Trailblazers at the Amway Center.
1: Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on. Must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert.
0: And as I said, while fans and everyone talked about the end of the game, and again, there's, there's a lot to talk about, and the Magic made mistakes. Don't get me wrong. Despite everything else, the Magic should have won this game. They had the ball in their hands. They had control of the lead. They had the game-winning shot, a layup. They should have won this game regardless of anything I'm about to say. And so, yes, sir, late-game execution, their late-game decision-making, their late-game defense matters. But to a man, they all, they all did not want to talk about the end of the game. Maybe he was still too raw. Maybe he was pretty just self-evident. What the problem was they didn't want to talk about the end of the game. they all identified the problem as something much earlier and much more frankly fundamental and possibly even much more concerning. They all said that the start was too was too sluggish. They didn't come out playing the way they needed to play. in fact, Orlando was down 15 to four fairly early they gave up four or five three pointers in the first quarter they We're down by 16 fairly quickly. The Magic Starters did not set the table for this team. Steve Clifford has come to say fairly often now that people who think that this is a fourth quarter league are completely wrong. This is not a fourth quarter league, this is a 48 minute league. And those first quarter minutes are just as important as those last couple of minutes. Orlando was climbing out of a hole the entire game. A hole that they have put themselves in time and time and time again. How important is the first quarter, you might ask? Well, it is sort of like a golf tournament. You can't win the game in the first quarter, but you can certainly lose it. And Orlando has not done well in first quarters this year. When the Magic lead after the first quarter, they are 14-10 this year. For a team that's so far under five hundred, that is not insignificant. However, when they trail after the first quarter, they are 11-22. Again, it's a pretty significant downturn. You don't win, you don't, again, it's very clear. You can still win the game if you're trailing after the first quarter, but it's tough, it's tough to do so. And the Magic have been one of the worst first-quarter teams in the league, so they're constantly playing out of a hole, which, again, makes it more difficult to win. You want to play 500 basketball, you want to be a team that has a chance to win in the playoffs, you've got to start from minute one. So far this season, Orlando is getting outscored by 6.4 points per possessions, per 100 possessions, in the first quarter. The fifth-worst mark in the league. The Magic are the fifth-worst team in the league in the league, in first quarters. I've sat here and I've talked numerous times about how I believe this team fights really well. This is a team that does not give up very often. They don't get blown out a lot. And this stat is a testament to that, that Orlando always fights back. But they essentially start games off like they're one of the worst teams in the league. The offense, predictably, is one of the worst at 101.5 points per 100 possessions, but their defense has not been good to start games. The Magic rank 15th in the league in first quarter defensive rating. They give up 107.9 points per 100 possessions in the first quarter. Their defense has been poor to start games. And that sets a tone for the entire game. You look at how the Magic have played defense recently. They've been middle of the pack since January 15th. They've been pretty bad lately. It all starts at the beginning. Play strong defense at the beginning of the game. You will play strong defense throughout the game for the most part. And that always gives you a chance. This Magic team has not played... A strong full game. Certainly not defensively in quite some time. The easy answer that some of you might be saying is, well, the problem is they have started James Ennis over the last five games. But I would tell you, these issues, these issues did not start with putting James Ennis in the starting lineup. Now, it hasn't helped. The Magic are minus 14.8 points per 100 possessions in total but James Ennis, with the starters, giving up an abysmal 119.5 points per 100 possessions. 34 of those 86 minutes have happened in the first quarter where the group is minus 31.8 points per 100 possessions. So I'm not here to tell you that the Magic starting lineup with James Ennis works. I think Ennis has played fine individually, but that group as a whole has not worked. I don't think it's Ennis' fault to be clear I think there's been a lot of defensive breakdowns from a lot of players you know Nikola Vucic hasn't been as good defensively I think Marco Folz has shown some regret you know he's been inconsistent defensively all year Evan Fournier hasn't been great defensively it's a mixture of a lot of things but it is something the Magic have to solve and it seemed clear that Magic players understood that this has to change. That this game against the Spurs, yes, they came back. Yes, they still had a chance to win. But if they would have played a stronger first quarter, they would have started the game off right. It may never have come to that. And the starters know they are the leaders of this team. They're the most important players on this team. If they don't set the right tone, then the rest of the team will follow. To be sure, the Magic have still survived. It's not like this is a death knell by any stretch. But we are keeping an eye on the playoffs. Steve Clifford certainly has too. he, He said it after Friday's win over the Minnesota Timberwolves. If we do not play defense the way we're capable of playing, we cannot beat the good teams in this league. This is not to throw shade at the Spurs. But the Spurs, the Timberwolves, the Hawks, even the Nets, allow for a margin of error. The Magic are in an easy stretch of their schedule, or uh, at least by opponent, an easier stretch of their schedule. But they're still 0-9 against the Raptors, the Bucks, and the Celtics. And frankly, none of those nine games were particularly competitive or close if the Magic do not play better defense, if the Magic starters do not set a better tone for their defense, then competing and winning in the playoffs is going to be pretty hard. They'll still make it. Their offense has certainly come around, and, and I think the Magic have leaned on that offense plenty to get themselves back into the games. But that's not obviously who this Magic team is or who this Magic team wants to be. And as the song goes, if you want to make a change, take a look at yourself and make the change. Starters know that they need to change, that they need to set that tone. And so we will see if Monday night they got that message loud and clear. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked On Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Stitch, on Apple Music, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himal- Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, and all the fun places download the podcast to your podcast-enabled listening device. So you can find me on Twitter at underscore omd That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Of course, follow, follow me on Twitter at underscore omd Follow Orlando Magic Daily on Twitter at omagicdaily. And for the latest on the Orlando Magic, check out orlandomagicdaily.com. We'll see you all again tomorrow for another episode of Locked On Magic. We'll recap the Magic's game against the Portland Trailblazers. Tip-off is at 7 o'clock on Fox Sports Florida. So until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Ross from Right. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.